welcome to the second edition of the EM Nova Fellows podcast. I'm Ellie Pruneau, I'm one of the EM Nova Fellows, and today our guest is Anna Abondalo, who is a junior jazz bassist at NEC. She's pretty cool. I have combo with her. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yay, I'm so excited that you're here. Um, I thought I'd start by just kind of asking you, like, what your musical journey was like how did you end up at NEC like doing jazz bass is it what you always wanted to do or like yeah yeah that's a good question so basically I guess I'll just start from day one nice so my parents are both classical musicians and from a very young age they kind of started me and my sister off on piano I started when I was four I think and then that's pretty young yeah, I was young. And then um, I started playing cello at seven and I kind of like played the two instruments throughout elementary school and then middle school. And then in eighth grade, I my dad's a bass player, so he had an electric bass and we had this thing called arts rotation. I like went to a hippie like arts kind of school in Los Angeles and I was That's as hippie decide. art school as you can get. <laughs> right. It was, yeah, it was called Crossroads. Oh, um, I've heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I was trying to decide between dance and jazz band because my crush was in dance. But I was also like had a background of music. My parents really wanted me to do jazz band. So I ended up choosing uh, the middle school jazz band. And so I started playing bass in eighth grade, and then I started playing upright bass in ninth grade. And I was kind of playing cello, you know, also. And I made the executive decision to pick, like, pursue bass, because I really, I don't know, I just liked improvised music. It was, um, I don't know, something drew me into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I was just, like, playing it throughout high school. There was some really, my school was pretty small, but there were some really talented like musicians in um, the top band, top jazz band at school. And I like was able to get in there um, early in high school. So I think I was playing with a lot of people who like really challenged me at a young mm-hmm. age and like early in my musical development. Yeah, um, those playing kind improvised of challenging music. experiences when you have them early, like those are really. Yeah, no, challenging. totally. Um, and so I started and they were like exposing me to a lot of things. And then I started like going to pre-college and then. Um, yeah, I started auditioning for schools my senior year and I wanted to go into a jazz program at that point. And yeah, I just ended up, I was choosing between NEC and Juilliard at the end and I ended up picking NEC and I'm really happy I ended up picking NEC, um, because I don't know, I feel like it's a school that allows you to like be free as a musician like as you grow as a person and I feel like that's really been the case for me like um kind of um like allowing myself to explore as a jazz musician but not only as a jazz musician but like as an improviser as a composer as like a songwriter um I I that's exactly why I wanted to come here for my graduate degree because my I think for me my undergrad was pretty um like 
standardized, at least, like, the first few years. And then by my senior year, I was kind of starting to get into things that were, like, a little bit beyond what they were teaching us. Or, like, they were, you know, like, things that weren't, like, straight ahead. So exactly <laughs> nice to, like, yeah, find a school that does allow a lot of freedom for what you want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. good path I mean yeah that was kind of the the childhood I guess but yeah my parents were done if you had gone into the dance instead it would have been I don't know I guess I think it would have been totally I think I probably would have pursued classical music because Mm -hmm. it was interesting like growing up with two like classical musicians my my parents are also freelance like musicians who are kind of like in the studio scene in LA so like growing up I always saw them like that was their job like I always thought being a musician was like a normal career path because like that's what my parents did um so I remember like in third grade just being like yeah like I want to be like a musician I want to be like a cellist so I think if I had I mean I hope I I I guess I would have probably ended up finding like the same path I'm on in a weird way because I think I was always like drawn even when I was playing classical music to like writing my own songs or like you know having like a little bit at the end of my practice session to just like mess around and like improvise Mm. so but I probably would have been playing cello yeah um, which also if I cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah nice actually you touched on something that I had written down as another question I wanted to ask you which was um in terms of like the the different things that came out on the November mixtape, I was kind of happily surprised that they were all, like, very different, but also not necessarily, like, jazzy. Um, mm. And yours in particular, I thought, was, like, really cool and very um, original. But one thing that I've been kind of asking people that I've been talking to recently is just the idea of genres and, like... What is your kind... I don't know if you have a stance on genre labeling, but Mm. or, like, how do you feel about the fact that, you know, in this day and age, like, it's important for us when we're releasing music to, like, label it as a genre, but a lot of people are going beyond that. And you kind of touched on that, where it's, like, you're studying jazz, but you're also kind of composing things that are your own thing that aren't necessarily, like, labeled. Do you have anything to say about that, or is it not something Yeah, that's a really good question. Um... Yeah, I mean, I guess it starts, like, here with, like, I've been really thinking about, like, the term, like, a jazz musician, and, like, I I mean, I love jazz, and I love jazz music, like, it's something I've been studying for a long time, and, like, I've been understanding, like, the culture just, besides just learning tunes and stuff, and I, it's really deep, and, like, it's made me question, like, am I a jazz musician, and it's not that I don't think I, like, how do I articulate this? It's it's not that, you know, I shouldn't be or anything, but it's just something like, I feel like as a musician, 
it's like I'm someone who loves playing jazz and like loves playing straight ahead jazz and like different modern jazz but I don't know if I would necessarily like categorize myself as a jazz musician because personally like I think I feel really restricted by labels sometimes and like uh genre in particular um because like a lot of the music I am writing I'm not sure like falls into a category Mm -hmm. necessarily right now and I honestly am kind of happy about that sometimes and I think maybe subconsciously I'm not trying to do that but I think it's just what comes out because it's almost like comforting in a way of you know I think it's I'm less likely to like compare myself to people if I'm like doing something that's completely like original and even if it's something that is like at the moment genre less it's kind of like an interesting phenomenon that I've been thinking about but also it's like I think I have a lot of interest in different kinds of music yeah and I listen to a lot of like different kinds of music and what are things that you like I want to know. I love going and exploring new things. Yeah. Um, Gosh, I, like, listen to a lot of EDM, like, and techno. Oh, great. Nice. Um, That's, I like a lot of, like, beat-based. I like a lot of, like, more experimental electronic music, too. Okay. I like um, uh, a lot of singer-songwriters, like, um, I don't know, like, I guess people I could name, like, off the top of my head, like, Arthur Russell, like, someone like Bjork, um, mm. um, and I also like, you know, like, a lot of people we were listening to in, like, the Joe Morris ensemble, I really like, like, the Euro jazz scene, too, um, and I also like Megan Thee Stallion, like, so much, <laughs> You know, so I I feel like there's a really wide range of things that I listen to. Um, and at an early, I think like early in college, I felt kind of weird. I was like, why? I'm listening to like all these different things. Like, should I feel Girl, bad about okay. it? Like, I'm not just to listening say, to it. It makes Jazz. me so happy to hear people say that because I feel that way all the time that I... I, I had a period where I just kind of stopped listening to jazz and was only listening to other things. And... <laughs> That period is still kind of going on. Not really. I mean, like, I'll still listen to jazz, but I also still listen to a lot of other things. And, like, I had a composition assignment for Ken, and everybody picked classical and jazz music to replicate, and I was the only person who did it. Right. (laughs) And it was, like, very... I was surprised by that. But I think it's... I think that it's good to explore lots of other genres and oh no pull I things think from different things yeah I think it's amazing like it's kind of so interesting that I feel and it's like a lot of women I've talked to like in this music have also expressed like the guilt they felt listening to other kinds of music not just women just like anybody I feel and I think part of the reason why maybe I don't like associate myself like as a jazz musician momentarily is just because I'm not really a fan of the toxic culture that comes with it and it's not like no disrespect to the music or you know it's history and the culture because I think it's beautiful but I think since we've institutionalized jazz there's been a really interesting like culture that's come along with that and I think it's not all of it is good I think the majority is actually really bad so um yeah I think by saying that I'm not I don't identify as a jazz musician in 2020 is almost a little like form of protest too, <laughs> you know? No, I like it. It it goes along with a lot of things that I and some of my friends have definitely been thinking about for a while. 
Right. Just keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we should, I mean, may as well, since we had you on the Women in Jazz November mixtape, just like, let's get into jazz institutions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And just, it's funny because we both did an interview with Lemmy for his project where we like touched on a lot of those things already, but I remember his questions that he asked. Right. But I guess... Are there any, like, particular challenges you faced in your time at NEC? I mean, I think that you've said that there have been a couple in the past. Or how do you feel about NEC as it relates to, like, the issues with jazz institutions? Like a loaded question. Um, oh, sorry. I mean, it doesn't have to... You don't have oh, to Oh, no, no, no. Them. I mean, there's just, like, a lot to, like, I mean, dive into here. <laughs> That's what I mean by <laughs> okay. um, I'm just trying to think of where to start. Well... First of all, like every institution has its problems, like no matter what, um, you know, you're majoring in like where it is, it's always going to have its problems. So um, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. So but also, I don't know, like with NEC, I just want to say that NEC, I really am happy and I'm really grateful for the community NEC um, has provided and I'm really happy I go to NEC and NEC is a good place. And there are people and faculty members who I adore and like who I've been so lucky to work with and who've mentored me. And I'm forever grateful for like, you know, the time they've spent with me. Um, But also, I think it's okay to criticize like a program and institution just to like make it better (laughs) because I love it so much I just want things can always be improved upon and it's exactly notice the things that probably need to be changed because NEC is already such a great institution why not make it better exactly so I mean I think NEC has a lot of work to do (laughs) um a lot a lot a lot of work to do um I think in like, you know, hiring a diverse set of faculty, I think that's, you know, the first really tangible step they can do, yet they still fail to do that. Um, So that's been frustrating. And (laughs) I think, I mean, like, it all connects, right? Our student body in the jazz department is super white and super, um, there's a lot of guys. And, you know, I love all of them, but the population is not super diverse. And I think that is a problem like when we think about wanting to move this music forward and to like make it a more inclusionary space for everybody I think it starts beyond like college I think it starts with early education um so it's a huge problem but I think with NEC they still have a lot to do with like trying to fix that problem whether that's like providing students with scholarship and like um you know seeking out people that they wouldn't normally take a chance on that maybe aren't people that can necessarily play changes but have something you know and it's just interesting because like how of how we measure success like in this music um I feel like it's determined by like athleticism in the music of like how you can get around these changes like and it's a really like interesting way of measuring success and something that I don't agree with and I think Mm -hmm. something that the CI department like you know challenges obviously and 
Yeah, I was just thinking about that, how the CI department plays in with, like, the relation to the jazz department. No, totally, because yeah. Because they could be the same thing if they really wanted to be, but they both kind of focus on different areas, and kind of, like, the jazz side of it definitely focuses on that athleticism a lot more, from what I can tell. Right, exactly. And, I mean, it's not that, like, like the women I've talked to in this music, too, have just always been like I mean some it's I don't want to like gender athleticism it's not a gendered thing like you know I just did a presentation on like investigating the bro culture and stuff so I've been really like thinking about some of these things it's just like the fact that it's become such a sport and so like macho when you go into jam sessions I think just that energy like I'm really big into like energies and like how you know like they feel in spaces and that energy has like I think is super exclusionary towards like, you know, femme identifying people. And like, I like remember having so much anxiety, like, you know, as a young college student to like go to jams, like I would kind of force myself because I'm like, oh my God, like this is what you have to do as a jazz musician to like make it and stuff, which I don't think is the case. Um, And I think there are so many other ways to becoming like a musician, you know, you don't have to put yourself through that if that's bad for your mental health. And I think there's so many different ways to like play with people. But, uh, you know, I like struggled with anxiety, like going to sessions and um, kind of like hiding it and just being like, oh, you have to be like your very best and stuff. And I think I was able to hide it. And um, in a certain sense, but I remember just like, being very you know paralyzed with that feeling and when I would go into a session like so I would just like when that would happen I would just like forget the changes and be like oh my god (laughs) like just forget the tune because I was so anxious of like oh my god these people are like really judging me I'm the only girl in the room I'm probably being looked at like probably being sexualized like you know there have been jam sessions at Wally's where I literally went in there and like guys have been like you know talking about me like in a sexual way and it's just been like so uncomfortable And I've, like, never stepped in there since. And I think it's, like, I'm proud of myself, honestly, for not, like, you know, giving my time to those people. And, like, giving my time to people who, you know, respect me and, like, I want to collaborate in, like, spaces that feel safe. Because I I think that's how it always, like, should be, you know? And I think it's it's damaging for us to... Yeah, I think it's, like, a damaging thing to be, like, oh, no, we just have to push through it, you know? Because it's not that at all, and, like, that's not what makes you... I think that ultimately can just really end up hurting you in a way. So... I absolutely agree. Yeah. I... I have a lot of anxiety around jam sessions, too. Yeah. Yeah, my first couple years, like, just, you know, going there and... For me, it was even just working up the courage to play. Like, I was a very shy person, and, you know, with all of the extra, like, added, like, I have to be the best kind of attitudes and mindsets, like, I... I would have to muster a lot of courage to play, and then, like, if it ended up being, like, just toxic or negative, like, I would just shut down, you know? Right, Um, exactly. I mean, I I remember literally, like, crying after such, like, breaking down, being like, oh my god, I'm, you know, (laughs) a piece of shit, like, I shouldn't be playing jazz, just like, oh my god. See, but we're not, and that's the thing we have to remember, 
And it's it's hard because we've been in that mindset for such a long time. No, um, I completely feel like I'm confident when I say I like don't feel like I'm there anymore, which is actually the most freeing feeling like I've, I think I've ever felt in my life. Um, and it's kind of really nice to like come back to a session without that feeling and just being like, yeah, like I can play and let's have fun instead of being like, oh, my God, like, yeah, I'm so nervous. What tune are they going to call? Stuff like that, you know, because. I feel like once you, like, take control of a space and you're, like, you know, demanding, like, respect, if someone, like, doesn't give you that and you are, like, okay with leaving that space because you have, like, enough respect for yourself, that's when it, like, starts to feel, like, empowering, I feel like. Versus, like, feeling obligated to go to jam sessions because you're trying to, like, get in with the hang of the guys, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Everything you say is great. I got oh my god! <laughs> no, all your questions. And a lot of it is just things that I think about often. So. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I wish the whole like jazz community would. I think jazz community right now, at least maybe in like collegiate communities, is honestly a bit closed-minded towards a lot of music, and I just wish and I hope for the future that people you know begin to be more open-minded in terms of like the kinds of music you're listening to because I think it honestly I think the sooner people come to this realization of like I don't have to be caged in by this like devotion to the craft in like an unhealthy way because I think it is a beautiful thing of like you know going to your instrument like practicing it's almost like I'm not religious but it's like kind of like a spiritual experience if you think about it and I think it is, like, a, a beautiful thing, but I think it becomes unhealthy when it's just, like, rooted with, like, guilt and anxiety. And, like, the kinds of music you listen to, that's, like, you know, rooted in anxiety and a lot of shoulds instead of, like, I want to do this. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, the music is just going to become so much better, like, once people just, you know, embrace go with... what they... Yeah, they like what to they do, are. and they like to write. Like, I think I spent so much time, like when I was, you know, starting to compose in high school, um, being like, oh, I have to write, like, beboppy tunes. And I, that was just, like, it was not coming out. Like, <laughs> I have always failed to write, like, a tune with a lot of changes in, like, bebop melodies. Um, and now I, like, really embrace that. I feel like that is something that, like, makes my style, like, unique to me instead of feeling like I have to be doing that. But I remember that feeling of just, like, feeling confused of like why I couldn't do it and if it was like because I was a girl or something and that kind of like imposter syndrome I feel like people experience oh yeah um but yeah I think just like heading forward just to like validate the fact that like whatever you want to listen to is like super valid and that makes you like original you know <laughs> and like that's a great thing it's not something you should be like ashamed about like if you like Cardi B like do it you know yeah I love Absolutely. Cardi B. There is no such thing as a guilty pleasure in my book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, their music is really deep, too. Like, I hate people just being, like, oh, it doesn't have changes or, like, you know, the changes are simple and that, therefore, makes it, you know, simple and our music is complex because I really just don't believe yeah, in that. Yeah, complexity for complexity's sake is just not, that is not No. I, <laughs> I mean, I think it's just, like, rooted in, like, elitism and racism, honestly. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> okay. Well, then maybe we can sign off after I ask you one more question. Okay. That I thought of 
off the top of my head. Okay, let's leave it with what is there a song, any genre that you are listening to a lot right now? Oh, or okay. an album. Um, yes. Gosh, that's a good question because there's a lot. Oh, I just started listening to this album. Where is my phone? Oh, here it is. Um, <clears throat> she rec- she just passed away like um, two days ago. She was like a, um, a composer. Her name's Pauline Anna Strom. Um, she worked with Synths. She just passed away two days ago. Um, and the album's called Trans Millennia Music. And it's just a really amazing um, <clears throat> album. That I've been listening to and she was actually um she was blind so she like recorded just like relying on her like senses like her ears and stuff and it's just like really interesting to like wow that's know really that cool. and like also to listen to music it's really awesome yeah I've been walking like on the beach and just listening to this album and it's been pretty great <laughs> wonderful so y'all should listen to it Wow, thanks so much for that recommendation. I'm going to check that out for sure. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Okay, great. All right, well, thanks everyone for joining us. Hey. Hey.